Who are you sitting next to? Bill Glauber from the paper? Like, who else is going to be on that panel? No idea, right? It can't be any of the TV stations because they're not going to give somebody up and put them on another network. I wouldn't think. Hmm. It's got to be other radio. I don't know if anybody at ISN. Bob and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be fun. Right? Why not? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. I love you. Bet 12 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This Tuesday morning, it's going to get for real hot, man. We had Niznanski on with us earlier today. He said he actually believes, like he didn't just throw 100 out there to be... Just to do it? To be cool. Like he thinks Milwaukee, where they record the temperature at the airport, has a pretty good shot at making triple digits tomorrow. That would be a record for that particular day, not the hottest ever. I think our absolute ever record high air temperature is like 104. Does that sound righty? Yeah. It's not 113. I know that. It's not that. So, going to be for real hot. We'll be talking about that more through the day and into Wednesday. It is short, though. It's not, this is, I mean. We can do this. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and then we cool off considerably. Yeah. But seriously, what's that 75 degree high going to be like on Saturday? <laughs> You're going to need a coat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is coming at such a unique, interesting point, too, because we have the debate tomorrow Downtown Milwaukee, there's going to be a lot of people out and about. There's going to be a lot of people, whether they're demonstrating, performing, doing different things, being seen and seen. There's good, you know what? Here, here's, a, here's a local news story that you'll see. If you're protesting in this weather, yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> tips for how to protest and stay cool. <laughs> oh, do that right after the zoo animals. So, how do they so stay cool? So let me cool ask you this. Does, other... this. does this um, throw water on that or no? With it this hot, I think will I that think prevent definitely. some people from going out there? Said that. Protesting is a lot less fun when you're not comfortable. When the weather's great and it's all good, then you're really committed to the cause. When it's 100 degrees, feels like 110, or when it's below zero, a lot fewer marches. They're a little bit smaller. Hmm. Right? So I think I think definitely that will suppress some of that activity that we would expect to see outside Pfizer Forum tomorrow. On that, the debate stage is set here for Milwaukee tomorrow night. First GOP presidential debate, going to be at Pfizer Forum. It's tomorrow night, 8 p.m. our time on Fox News. Important to note, and you did point this out, I guess I hadn't really thought about it, but it's not airing anywhere else other than Fox News. So if you don't have that... This happens quite often during the primaries that a certain network will have the the debate. They're the ones running the debate. This isn't one of those ones that just is aired everywhere. So you're not going to hear it on the radio, you're not going to see it on just the network TV, and we always get the calls. We get the calls every time there's a Why debate like this. Debate? Yeah, yeah. We don't have the rights. Hey, we, to yeah, it. we do, we can't. <laughs> we can air the highlights. Yes, Actually, absolutely. really good point. And we'll do. Uh, point in time for me to mention to you that uh, presidential primary debate post game show, if you will, the post debate show is going to be hosted by John Mercure and Dr. Ken Harris. Mercure, host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. Dr. Ken Harris from 1017 The Truth is going to be in the spin room yep. at Pfizer Forum. So the two of them are going to host a post debate show. So that may be, if you don't have another way of seeing it, there are some watch parties around, but if you don't have Fox News and you can't watch it, that might be your first opportunity to hear some of what went on during the debate. So John and Dr. Ken will have that for you immediately following the debate at Pfizer Forum tomorrow night. I mentioned that the stage is set. Former president and GOP frontrunner Donald Trump will not participate. We already knew that. He announced that decision this weekend. That seems like a mistake to me. Don't, don't you think he's... A, he, you got to think that every candidate's like, thank God. 
I so think now, for sure that's the case, the latter. In terms of whether it's a mistake, I really question whether or not that's a matter of legal stuff. There's a reason you hire lawyers, and those lawyers have to be for the same reasons they told him not to have that news conference on Monday that he desperately wanted to do and then pull back on. I have to think, like, Mr. President, this is not a play. Like, we're in actual legal trouble here, and people can debate whether or not he should be or shouldn't be, but he is, and this stuff is serious, (laughs) and you're case here could well be in the hands of a jury and you don't want to do anything to to irritate the judge you don't want to violate any rules he has an order that he's not even supposed to participate or communicate with other possible defendants among them one of them at least is going to be on that stage former vice president mike pence Yeah, but he doesn't have to say anything to the and he maybe he finally knows himself well enough to know (laughs) like i can't not say whatever i want to say and then he's going to turn himself in on thursday so interesting timing there. I suggested maybe he would do it Wednesday night. I think your lens on this is probably right. Never mind Wednesday night, because then he wouldn't get the attention he wants. Steal the narrative right back from the debate. Yep. Make it a one-day story. If Thursday's story isn't, how did everybody do in the debate? And it's Trump's going to turn himself in. Yep, yep. Right. So good political strategy there on his part. We'll see how long that goes and what that looks like. I still think that if if... If Republicans, I, I know how to do it. I, if they're looking to defeat him, if the, if the idea is to defeat him and, and prevent him from getting the nomination, I know the answer. They all have to drop out. One of them, it can, there can only be one that goes up against them. When it's eight against one, you're not going to beat them. And that's how he won the nomination the first time around. Way more people wanted not Donald Trump, not candidate Trump at the time. They wanted not him. They wanted someone else. The problem was they divided their someone else so evenly across that big field. And former President Trump would emerge with 30-some percent of the vote or whatever in a state, but that would be the majority and he'd win the state. And I I absolutely agree that that would play out in the primary and caucus season when that starts next year. Let's talk about who's going to be on the stage tonight. This much we know. It's eight people who have qualified, and there were a handful of qualifications that – these candidates needed to meet in order to be on the debate stage, according to the Republican National Committee. They had to accumulate at least 40,000 donors, and they had to hit 1%, which is a pretty low margin, 1% in a number of qualifying national and state polls. So here is your lineup. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former UN Ambassador and former Governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, former Vice President Mike Pence, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy, and Senator Tim Scott, also of South Carolina. So that's the lineup for the debate. These are the folks who are actually going to be on stage. There are a couple of other minor candidates, the mayor of Miami and one or two others who are making noise about how come we're left out, claiming perhaps they had met the thresholds, yada, yada, yada. They're out. There's only so many people I can put up there. I mean, eight people is still a lot. On the debate stage, I'm interested to talk if I have an opportunity to have any conversation with them. Uh, Brett Baer is going to monitor the debate from Fox News. Uh, sorry, moderate the debate. And uh, he'll be joined by Martha McCallum as moderators. Interested to see how do you how do you have a cohesive discussion? How do you get into the stuff when you've got eight people who mm-hmm. need to split time up? They're all looking to leave a mark, especially <laughs> yes. because of Trump not being out there. Hey, that's a question you could ask him, speaking of Brett. You are like actually going to gonna get some FaceTime with him today. Well, he's going to get FaceTime with me. <laughs> I was invited, yes. Eric. That's right. 
Fox News and Brett does his show from 5 to 6 o'clock tonight, live from Milwaukee. He'll be inside Pfizer Forum. He's doing a debate preview show. And Fox News reached out to a number of outlets. I don't know who else is on the list, but they're, they were looking to assemble a panel of locals, okay. people like me, other hosts or other journalists, who might provide a Wisconsin perspective on what's going on here. So I've been invited to participate in that. Also would mention... Would surprise me not at all if I got bumped or our little that segment got bumped to someone remotely more important than me walks around because who knows who all has access to Pfizer Forum tonight. All of a sudden they see what they see someone who's a little Here's bit more. Here's Ryan's Priebus. Hey, yeah, let's grab right, Ryan. So right. you're out. You know, somebody important, and that that's just how the business goes, right? So fine. I really appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate Fox reaching out and wanting to get a local perspective. I'm not sure what they're going to ask. Uh, do you want to be... prep? Is, should we do debate prep? Yes. All right, you're you're Brett Bear right now. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you going to ask? <laughs> Welcome uh, to Milwaukee. Eight twenty. It, it appears we have former Governor Tommy Thompson. So Vince, you'll have to take a step over. I'm going to talk to Tommy instead. Wait, I got some hot takes, Brett. Hey, hey, hey. All right, first question. Drag me off. First question would be: uh, What are Wisconsin Republicans expecting to hear in the debate at Pfizer Forum? Expecting to hear? Huh? I kind of wasn't ready for that one. Ah, I you were yes, right. Yes. A little more open-minded question there. I think on the same thing in terms of what they're looking for. They're looking for someone who is presidential. Right? They're looking for a contender, someone who's viable. Who else? And, and President Trump's going to get who he's going to get. And in that respect, I don't know that de- skipping the debate hurts him at all in Wisconsin. Those who are devoted to him are deeply devoted to him. In terms of the rest of this field, they're looking for other. Is there one? Are there a couple of these candidates who I think can win? Not just the nomination, but I think can win the general election. Does someone appear ready to fill those shoes? Which person speaks most closely to Wisconsinites? I'm going to offer you two hot, well, one not-so-hot take. Governor Ron DeSantis first because he's polling well. Outside of that, Wisconsin has many close ties to Florida. A lot of folks have property here, people vacation there. They've gone to Florida and seen what Ron DeSantis governing that state looks like. And so on the GOP side, they're certainly favorable to it. So I think he has a good chance. Outside of that, here's the wild card is former Vice President Mike Pence. He was close with former Governor Scott Walker. He's a Midwest governor and kind of just a plain spoken Republican. He could also appeal to the state. What about Tommy? Stick it to him. (laughs) The the opposite of Mike Pence, right? In every way. So likely you're you're thinking maybe you get to answer two questions, right? If there's a panel of four or five people up there. Who are you sitting next to? Bill Glauber from the paper? Like, who else is going to be on that panel? No idea, right? It can't be any of the TV stations because they're not going to give somebody up and put them on another network. I wouldn't think. Hmm. It's got to be other radio. I don't know if anybody at ISN. Bob and Brian. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. It'd be fun. Right? Why not? I I just don't want to say anything stupid. I want a full report tomorrow, though. So when are you on? The show is from 5 to 6 p.m. I've not been given a start time. I've been given a report time. It's okay. not full hair and makeup, too, I did ask. So you, you have to do ask. all that, huh? Well, because if you show up all done up, right, oh. and then they have, like, an actual makeup artist, and I've, if, I've done stuff with Network before, they usually have people for that. If you show up all, like, they want to do you their way. Right. So, actually, a lot of respect for people in that business. And, and you know what else? Because you got to put up with those egos. Are makeup artists, me? no, they have the best stories. There was somebody that we worked with at TMJ4 who, if we ever had big shoots and it wasn't usually often we certainly didn't have somebody who did it with us on a daily basis but linda was our our, our lady very often and she works with i'm, I'm sure she'll be working with fox okay in this any high profile event she's one of the top people they call her awesome. she's got stories about everybody 
What this person mean? I liked. This person I didn't like. This person said mean stuff to me. This person wasn't nice to other people. This person was really nice. Oh, I believe that happens yeah. all the time. Oh, that's great. And they get that time. It's five, ten minutes in the chair and whatever. Some people like to talk. Some people don't. So get a good look if you can. Take a picture of the stage, too, and see how it's all set up. And Are they going to let me just kind of run around in there? I hope so. Act like you've owned the place. You got your badge on already. You have a nice credential. You've your press badge on all day today. I was wearing that just to be conspicuous. <laughs> About the size of my media credential. Piece of paper. Big pie plate around, I think. No, I think this gets me access to here and there. No, it'll work. It looks Flash official. it around. It looks right. very official. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. I will report back to you. Thanks for the debate prep today. Yeah, you're welcome. Five o'clock tonight on Fox News if you want to check it out. 824 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Well, said, where you want this killing done? God said, on Highway 61. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Bob Dylan is coming back to Milwaukee. The Rough and Rowdy Ways Tour will come in the fall. I thought it was interesting, Eric. First of all, because my dad's a huge Bob Dylan fan, and I saw him once. I can tell you that story again if you want. But what stood out to me about the thing, Pabst Theater Group books for a number of venues, including Riverside Theater. And when they send out these news releases, uh, we get one almost every day, sometimes twice a day. Hey, here's another band we booked. Here's another band we booked. And then when they tell you the band or bands that they've booked, at least a paragraph, sometimes multiple mm-hmm. paragraphs. Some specs, on, some yes, history. This is a multi-platinum award winning yep, artist. Yep, yep. And even if it's somebody that you've heard of and that you know well, you still get the whole bio on yeah. the soloist or the band or whatever. They've performed here. They've mm-hmm, performed mm-hmm. there. This is the thing. This is about the tour. This tour unites America behind the yeah bunch of fluffy stuff about how great the band is. This was sent out from Paps Theater Group that booked Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, Rough and Rowdy Ways Tour. Two shows. Wednesday, October 11th, 8 p.m. Thursday, October 12th, 8 p.m. The Riverside Theater. It gives the address. Tickets on sale starting Friday, August 25th at 10 a.m. Central. List the ticket prices. Says for tickets, visit BobDylan.com. End of news release. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What do you want us to write about Bob Dylan? Right? right? There's only so many artists that you can just kind of give. The, okay, here it is. Here's the date. Here's when you can perfect. buy. I bet you I bet you he had a hand in that. Oh, do you think he's Dylan. thinking about no, that stuff at all? No, but I, I could see him saying like, Hey, don't send out a whole bunch of flowery. Call him, I'm coming. I if bet, they want to come, I bet come. he doesn't even know emails are sent. <laughs> he certainly he doesn't even know he's coming to Milwaukee. Right. Right? Yes, right? that's also true. You asked if I'd go see him. I don't think I will. Only. I don't think I will ever see Dylan again for an assortment of reasons. He went through a really rough patch, actually, where you know, my dad is a huge fan from the 60s on. And when I was a kid, it was absurd to us, my brother and me, like, who's Bob Dylan? You know, like, I'm going to listen to folk music. Even though Dylan really rocked at certain points yeah, in his career as absolutely. well. But either way, like this was my dad's music. I wasn't going to be into it. And then he, when we were, must have been going into my freshman year of high school. So late 80s, 88, 89, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. Dylan was at Alpine Valley. He played with G.E. Smith of the Saturday Night Live band. Remember, he was a big, yeah, blonde, long absolutely. hair, right? Yeah, that guy awesome. could just totally wail. Awesome. But it was a very simple musical set. You had a couple of guitars, keys, and drums. And that was about it. Went a big horn section or anything else like that. It was pretty scaled back. And then it was Bob Dylan. And he did acoustic stuff, did electric stuff. My dad, he asked me, you know, do you want to go with me to see Bob Dylan? Of course I did not (laughs) at seventh or eighth grade or whatever I was. But for some reason, rare moment of clairvoyance for me, I thought, like, I think my dad is wanting me to come to this. Like, it wasn't just an offer, take it or leave it. You want to go to the ball game tonight. It was, 
I want you to come and experience this with me. So I'm glad I did because it was amazing. Been a Dylan fan ever since. I'm not a diehard, but you know I certainly love and appreciate his music. I like the guy. He's interesting. So what? When's the date for the show? Uh, October. Two dates: 11th and 12th. So. But I, I don't think I'll go see him. On the 13th, will we wake up to a text from your dad talking about the show? show's great. <laughs> He's gone back. He, there was a period, and it was after that 88-89 show, where he like didn't go anywhere. He's like, this is as good as I'm probably ever going to see ah, him again. I can respect that. And why would, you know... I don't want to go back and be like, ah, he doesn't have it anymore or whatever. I think he's better now than he has been and puts on still a pretty good show. My dad's been back a number of times. Mm-hmm. If he asked me to go, I would go. But I don't know that I, you know, I maybe just let that one stand at Alpine Valley. Sure. Right? Saw him once. He was amazing. End of story. If you'd like to go, again, two shows in October, the 11th and 12th. Tickets go on sale Friday at BobDylan.com. Twenty minutes before eight o'clock, the story in the news today about how screen time affects our youngest children. It really shouldn't be that. Really shouldn't shake us, right? Shocking, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> that this would be. An well, issue. I was surprised that we were even talking about screen time for one-year-olds. A new study in the journal JAMA Pediatrics finds one-year-olds exposed to more than four hours of screen time a day. Wait, <laughs> right? Stop. Four hours. Should be able to know that's too much. If any, I mean, like, I bet you they would say any screen time for a one-year-old. That should be zero. Um, Four hours of screen time a day, any one-year-old that's exposed to that, they're up to three times as likely to experience developmental delays in speech, problem-solving, social skills by the time they are two years old. Man, those first year two years those first months even are so important in that early development of a child and i only know that because my wife has a psych background and listening to her about all those things in those first months Mm -hmm. and years man it's important yeah you can't you can't fall for it it's super easy i can't tell you how many screens are everywhere it's hard i'll be at a restaurant and i'll see some kid just kind of sitting there in the little booster seat and just kind of scrolling through and these kids are tiny yeah uh, and I can judge because I didn't do that. <laughs> My go. kid didn't have an iPad you in front win of the him award. at the restaurant. You're so the, I am judging you. You're the you. best parent ever. I'm going to walk up to him. Hey, hey. I showed them this uh, study from the journal. Should your little one really be on the screen? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to oh. do. <laughs> How do you live with yourselves? 842. Let's go me, by the way. Wisconsin's morning news on this Tuesday morning. A couple of quick business-type stories I want to get through right now. American Airlines is suing a travel app that I hadn't heard of before. You'd heard of this before. Yes. It's called Skiplag. Yes. And the premise is, well, I'll just tell you what's front and center right there on the website. If you go to skiplag.com, find flights the airlines don't want you to see. We're exposing loopholes in airfare pricing to save you money. I'd like one ticket to Chicago. No baggage. Had to. So the app or travel site, again, it's called Skiplag. It promises to be an airline hack. You know, you see this all the time on social media. Here's a life hack on this. Life hack on mm-hmm, that. Cut mm-hmm. your avocado this way. Yep. It'll change your life. I do like, this is how they drag you in. The airlines don't want you to know about this it's, secret. It's the website and the seats. <laughs> click, 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 yeah, click. Of right. course. So here's the premise, though. They suggest that booking a flight with a connection in some cases can be cheaper and can save you money if you just get off the plane at the connecting city. So, for example, 
want to, this is the example I drew up. If you want a direct flight from Milwaukee to Dallas, and just totally making this up here, but let's say that's $400, okay? You go online with XYZ Airline, $400 to go direct Milwaukee to Dallas. However, let's say you also, with the same airline, find a flight to Denver that connects through Dallas. And for whatever reason, that flight's $350. What they do through this thing is it finds that these flights, and then it books you on that. You don't check any bags, so if you don't have any checked baggage, you just go with your carry-on. When you arrive in Dallas, you just never board that next mm-hmm. flight to Denver. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've saved 50 bucks. So that's what the travel app, this travel app, Skip Lag, promises. number of major news outlets reporting now on a lawsuit that's been filed in federal court this week. This from The Guardian. The lawsuit alleges Skip Lag deceives customers into believing that the American fares it displays will give consumers access to some kind of secret loophole. However... Many of the fares shown on Skip Lagged are actually higher than what customers would pay if they bought a ticket directly from Americans' website or through official authorized American agents. Because the website has to make money somehow. There has yes. to be a reason why it would want to do this at all. It's got to siphon a little thing off the top, right? A little something. Right. And I don't know if that's true. I mean, the airline's fighting back. They're not fighting back to protect you. <laughs> right we want to protect our value because there must be a there there oh sure they just right. don't like empty seats and maybe people are saving money maybe they're not but nonetheless this uh, lawsuit has been filed they're trying Good to point. get that taken care of in the skies can you fly this plane and land it surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me Shirley. but to the latter point corporations run the world they do here's a perfect example or at least they try to right So ABC has this, the Associated Press has this story, three days after election night 2020, three days afterward, dozens of CEOs from the nation's largest companies logged into a Zoom call aimed to prevent the collapse of American democracy. That according to several people who attended the Zoom call the night before was when then President Donald Trump had falsely declared victory in an address from the White House. He pointed to what he called illegal votes. The CEOs were horrified, said the Yale University professor who was helping convene the call. He said some of the CEOs showed up to that early morning call in pajamas. Most expressed grave concerns, he added. And it just got me thinking of like the Avengers with that World Security Council where they're all on a different screen and it's like dark and you can hardly see their face. You're dealing with forces you can't control. (laughs) So there is recognition <laughs> that if Trump was able to do this, like they, there was a concern that if he was able to do this, that it would, it would change the country in a way that they, you know, instability is never good. And to see a, a president to be able to, to kind of dictate whether or not the president remains commander in chief became a concern for these CEOs. So they, what they, did they do? Well, they uh, released a strongly worded press release the next day saying, hey, okay. we got to make sure that we understand that the the votes that counted were the votes that are real. Uh, this was the Business Roundtable, a trade association that represents 200 CEOs, including J.P. Morgan's Chase CEO, the Walmart CEO. So it's some pretty, pretty big names in this. Thing. I'm just interested in that process, how you assemble all these folks, get them all to show up and speak apparently candidly with one another about what they're seeing, regardless of the issue. Well, so here's what's also interesting about this story. So then they had another meeting after the January 6th thing. They had a conference call then. And many of the major companies also publicly promised to halt campaign donations to members of Congress who had voted against the certification of the election results. So they said, like, hey, you know what? I can give you money if you're just because we don't want chaos. We need stability. It's better for business. Right. Um, 
let's not donate to these lawmakers that are causing some quote unquote trouble. Well, that didn't last very long. <laughs> like, you know, some of those donations have come back and, and here those guys sit in their dark, dark rooms with their Zoom calls. You're running the world's greatest covert security network and you're going to leave the fate of the human race to a handful of freaks. I'm not leaving anything to anyone. We need a response team. WTMJ 5-Day Forecast, sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Not bad today. We'll be a bit on the humid side with a high of 82 degrees, slight chance of some showers. Not much for the low temperature tonight. Going to be uncomfortable. Muggy and a low of 71. Then Wednesday, that's when we start to heat up. Very hot and humid. High of 100 degrees. Heat index of 110 on Wednesday, heat index of 105, high temperature of 96 on Thursday. Friday, we cool off in a hurry, chance of thunderstorms and a high of 81. And then Saturday's high, just 75 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi in studio. So, Sandy, we have an apology now from the head of the Spain Soccer Federation. From the soccer kisser? Yeah. So now he's apologizing. He's saying, my bad. I probably shouldn't have grabbed that player by the back of the head and smooched her in front of the world. And then later told everybody he was going to marry her <laughs> yeah. at a big party. Uh, he was way out part, of line in right? a lot of ways. Yeah. So what's funny is we talked about that this morning with Lori Nickel, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, because it's women's sports. And, you know, also she's worked in a male-dominated field mm-hmm. herself. Yep. So you know, we wanted perspective from her as well. And so we were just talking about it. And one of the reactions... I got on the text line. I won't even read to you. They're like, it was kind of a get over it. Everyone's overreacting was the immediate reaction. And maybe that's your take. Maybe it's not. But you ought to at least be aware, I would suggest, that a lot of people don't see it that way. As a woman, you you get put in those positions. And you you do want to roll with the flow. And how big of a stink do you make? It, it wasn't groping. You know, I get it. But I've walked into a holiday party with a coworker who smacked, kissed me on the mouth right in wow. front of my boyfriend. And I'm like, um, I only know you in crosstalk. You know, it's like, so see, that's why wow. it's, it's, and Steve but said how he was much, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> no. But how much of a stink <laughs> do you, like, don't put this Do up. you turn on your heel right. and leave the holiday party because right. they're out right. of line? Do you call them out in the midst of this, you know, celebration around your coworkers and go, and you, ha, right, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. you just skulk away and try and avoid that person for the rest of the night. Ugh. Ew. So here's the head of the Federation, and he does this. So I I feel like she had no way to kind of get out of, wiggle out of it, the Pepe Le Pew moment, you know, in that moment of the celebration. But she did say that she didn't, she wasn't comfortable with it. Right. So that should have been enough right there for him to say, you know what? I apologize. I was caught up in the moment, but I apologize. I was too I forward and I was wrong. Talking about it, right? Boom. Yeah. If he had just said, I did get a little overwhelmed. And you, you said something there. And I think this is a, a key point to this is that what moment are you caught up in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> honestly, like the, but that's the idea. It's that, it's that process in, in his brain and obviously in others too, that, 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 this is, I'm caught up in the moment that I can do this thing to this person that I hardly know. You know, like that, that you just, it just seems so funny to me because I can't even fathom, like I'm afraid to even like touch people or look at it. Ask, you know, like, ask yourself like, this question. Would you do that? No. You wouldn't do that. I'd be afraid do that. to do it to Ange without just checking to make sure she's cool. Then, yeah, like, just, probably. Just <laughs> grabbing her by the back of the head. Just 
Bad decision making. Yeah, a lot of and horrible for the woman too, because why she has to go through all this. Now nonsense. she has to deal with it. Right. She just right. won a you know a World Cup. Yeah, she she here's it's it's cast a shadow on this accomplishment. Yet, arguably, would we be talking about the Spain women's team? It, it would have been a blip and it would have been gone. So at least we can celebrate their accomplishment point. a little bit more because this is coming up. But I just don't understand why. Boom! You had your moment, sir. Just say. Oh, wow. I put her in an awkward position and I was, you don't even have to full on say sure. inappropriate. Fine. Not what I was trying but to do, you, but. Exactly. Right, just it. say, oh, I'm sorry. Congratulations. Sorry. Sorry I made that awkward move on. But he just leaned all the way into it like, this is who I am. And, and truly, he said in another announcement, um, um, I want to marry her. We're going to have a big party in Ibiza. It's like, just. Just not. The old, I haven't had to hear this for a long time. Double down. Just don't. Don't double down. Back off. Got a lot of debate stuff coming up on the show today. We do have some guests we're going to talk about, of course, because that's the big deal tomorrow yeah. here. And you're going to join us in the first few minutes of the 9 o'clock hour talking about your big Fox appearance tonight. I don't know if it's a big Fox I got I got right. some tips. I've been on Fox Steve a bunch of times. Steve has ways to make it bigger. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> gonna, I've been you're on Fox. I've been on almost every program on Fox. So I'll give you my tips, okay. whatever those are worth. I don't coming know. up. We'll see what your tips are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll do that right after the news. 858 WTMJ now is up next.